Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and I'm joined here today by my friend, Jeneline Sanchez. Jeneline is a results mindset and wellbeing coach, an agent of change, both in business and in life. And I gravitated towards Jeneline at a few courses that I've been at because she's such an interesting person. So let's hear more about Jeneline. Welcome. Hi, Magic. How are you? Great. How are you today? I'm fantastic today. Fantastic. Oh, that's a word that sums you up, doesn't it? <laughs> so, uh, just for everyone, a little bit about you. Your life changed when you found yourself to be a single mum in your 20s, mid-20s, with a one-year-old daughter and a lot of lifetime unknowns ahead of you. That must have been pretty scary. Yes, um, it actually was because... Um, I have, uh, you know, the daughter or the baby that I always wanted, um, but then, you know, I was faced with, well, now I'm a single parent, what am I going to do next? So you embraced all that uncertainty and turned challenges into opportunities. I absolutely love that. That's great. And you say here, a mission of discovery and self-empowerment. That's such a positive way to look at it. Like a lot of people would be in that situation and just feel like the earth had been sucked out from under them what made you look at it as a mission of discovery and self-empowerment well I guess since I was a young girl I always found um, challenges to be opportunities like that's how I always have seen it and so when this came up in my life I thought well I think that there's growth to be had here and therefore that's how I approached that challenge and you know it's turned out pretty great that is fantastic so you've helped large organizations deliver on their change and transformation agenda how have you gone about that well I'm a big people person so I always make sure that people understood the value of the change that was coming I made sure that everybody who was involved in the process um, was engaged like stakeholders and that kind of thing. I enjoy working with people. And I, I think my brain, the way it works is it's, it links. So it connects, it connects people, it connects processes, it connects things. And so it's quite a, um, I guess a natural thing for me to then step into an organization and look at how they're performing currently and 
how they want to perform or how they want to work in the future. So that's fantastic, Janeline. Now I know that your daughter is following her dreams in music and creative arts. How have those skills transferred to parenthood? Oh, and, and <laughs> well, having a very creative daughter kind of pushes you to grow. Uh, I would say that there would have been a time in my life where sometimes I felt like she was older than me <laughs> because in her growth, she's not bound by the same, I guess, um, boundaries that we had in our generation. Yeah, so there's a lot, of, a lot more freedom for my daughter. And I made sure that I was consciously giving her the space to express herself, to explore what she likes. Um, but that's not without its challenges, of course, because children also establish their own boundaries. <laughs> so that was, again, I saw that as a growth opportunity for me as a person to let go and uh, trust that what I have taught her was enough for that stage of life. That's fantastic. And I love that you saw that as a growth for yourself as well. That's, that's just brilliant. <laughs> yes, thanks. It's, it's funny because I see every, everything is an opportunity for growth, really. And like one of my friends posted something on Facebook and it was like a bit of a plant growing on a bit of a log and asked for a caption. And basically I said, well, it's, I can grow anywhere. And that's basically how I feel about life. That is so true. So true. It's how we look at it. It's not the things that are actually happening. It's our response to it and our reaction. Now, you've made it your mission to empower people to lead from their hearts, reconnect to their humanity, love their lives and live their dream. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, yes, of course. So I have been on a probably now a 10-year focused journey of self-empowerment and I feel that it's important for people to know who they are and what they really want in their lives. And the more people in the world who are lit up, who have healed, you know, their childhood woundings and that kind of thing, then the better world we will have um, because then we're not projecting um, some of that pain out there. So, you know, my mission is really to be able to empower people, to be their own leaders and to connect to the fact that they, you know, that there's a heart in there. And at the end of the day, we're all humans and we need to be compassionate and come from a place of love. So I found that to be an important thing. That is so true. I teach people about environmental connection and I teach them that we are only one part of the ecosystem as humans. But I find that we don't even understand ourselves as the human species. There's so many people that are disconnected from the cells that they can't connect to the space and the environment around them because they're just walking around lost. Do you see that? Yes, I, I definitely see that. Um, you know, lately there's been a lot of anger 
that's being expressed out there and projected onto other others when really if you think about it the anger is within and it's just something that is unhealed and something that the person hasn't looked at yet in their lives so i definitely see what what you're seeing as well I think, Janelle, it's like the old adage, when you point a finger at someone, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Yes, yes, yes. So before you point the finger, just have a look and think about why am I being triggered by certain situations? Exactly. And that's it. You've hit the nail on the head there with triggers. We all have triggers. And, Mm. you know, they don't always need to be negative triggers. They can be positive triggers like you know, if you walk into a house that's for sale and someone's just baked cookies, it's a positive trigger. You're going to want that house more than yes. if there's smelly socks in the hallway or something. <laughs> so that is true. We, we all have triggers and we need to learn to recognise those. Yes. One of the biggest things is really um, to be aware, right? Because uh, instead of reacting, we could be responding And the only way we can respond is to be aware of what triggers us. Very true. Now, you say that you help impact-driven individuals and leaders to elevate their mindset and restore their connection to who they truly are for themselves. I absolutely love that. Tell me about impact-driven individuals. Well, a lot of the people that I work with have big dreams in their lives and Sometimes when you are reflecting on your own life, there are things that you don't see. So as a coach, I help them identify some of the repetitive patterns that's occurring in their lives so that they can make a change and either change a belief that doesn't work for them or uh, heal trapped emotions uh, that's sitting in their body that you don't even realize that trapped energy actually can stop you from attracting into your life the people, the things, the events that can help you deliver on whatever your mission is. Totally. And that then has a flow on effect with not only your relationship with yourself, but with your family, your community, how you react and and act in your business or workplace. And it really makes us inauthentic to ourselves doesn't it yeah that's right I think uh, I value my top value is really authenticity and I would love to see everyone in the world being authentic to themselves and presenting their authentic selves to others you know as you know as we grow up and as you would know magic Mm. we create defenses uh and to try and protect ourselves. Um, And sometimes what's being displayed out there is not the true person. Yeah. Like even if you meet somebody who looks aggressive or not pleasant, underneath that is just somebody who wants connection, somebody who wants love. And if that person, if I can help that person get connected to that, and then transform the way they behave so that they can have a better experience of life, then why not? It's worth it. So true. 
not only that, but when we put judgments and criticisms onto people, we're really doing them and ourselves a disservice. It's not only being inauthentic, but it's just being blind to possibility, don't you think? Yeah, that's right. Because actually what you're doing there is um, you're cutting off the possibility of creating a relationship with somebody. You're cutting off connection. And as humans, we're not designed to really live on, by, on our own or by ourselves. We're really designed to be uh, living in relationship to others with others in social social groups and, and yeah and communities communities yes. yeah yeah in families you know so and haven't but families you- changed over time you know like we're not raised yes. with grandparents and great-grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins anymore we're so cut off from our own familial communities that's right i, I was just going to say that you know um you'd be amazed at the number of people who feel alone out there who might be surrounded by people and yet still feel alone because the true authentic person is not being seen. Wonderful. Now, Jenaline, I ask everyone the same three questions. And my first one is what can your expertise do to accelerate health, be it emotional, spiritual, or physical? Okay. Well, as a transformational coach, uh, you know, I work with people to connect them with their ultimate potential and achieve any result that they want in their lives. And I guess one of the first steps of that process is really to connect them to themselves because that's where it all starts. If you know who you are, you know what you want, uh, you know what you need, then that's the beginnings of a person who is able to establish relationships and connections to others. So what do you say to the woman or man, but usually the woman who says, I do everything for everyone else. I come last. I would say to that man or that woman that they need to first fill their own cup before they give to others because they will have more energy, more love, more nurturing to give to others if they have first nurtured themselves because everything starts with you. That is so true, so true. Now, what are your top three tips to create wealth? Now, wealth is often personal, financial, or emotional. For me, as a woman, the first thing is, and I guess this applies to men as well, is really get to know yourself and who you are. Uh, And by that, I mean, you know, develop yourself, empower yourself. Again, it goes back to finding out who you authentically are, you know, what you like, what you don't like, your values, your beliefs, your standards of life, you know, Uh, another term for that is probably manifesto. And you know, question whether each of these things are working for you or not. And if they're not working for you, then find a way to grow and find a way 
to find a different way of looking at things. Um, and that's where, you know, your circle of friends and your support groups are important uh, because really you kind of influence each other. So if your experience of life is not as you want, then you need to look at all of these, like a 360 degree look in your life. And boundaries are important as well. So how do you create boundaries that support your life? Well, firstly, you need to know who you are, what's important to you, what your values are. And then you need to, I guess, train others in how to be treated, how to treat you. So if you respect yourself, for example, and respecting yourself looks like taking time out, then then you're giving a clear message out there to other people that, oh, well, this is, you know, Jeneline's time. And therefore, you know, I will step back or step aside and let her, let her have that time without then making that about um, themselves. So having, I, I guess, having clear boundaries is letting other people know where your limits are where they're overstepping the mark with you that's great what would your second tip to creating wealth be education i think is really important um as a woman as finding myself a single parent uh learning how to be financially independent is something that i would strongly recommend all the young women aspire to. And the way to do that is to really get yourself an education, whether that's an education in life or at university, but educate yourself so that you have a means of um, earning money or earning a living that can support your lifestyle. Because you don't really know what will happen in the future. And I guess there was a whole generation before us definitely who thought that if you get married to somebody, then it, it's fine. You're fine because they'll take care of you. Well, I but think in, in some respects, marriage was deemed a profession. Wife and mother was the job title. Yes, but you can still be a wife and a mother um, and still be able to uh, step up in case you need to do um, something for the family in case you need to, to, you know, find work to help the family. So true. And what would be your third tip to creating wealth? Um, my third tip is really to invest in your self-care. Um, I think I mentioned it before. Your me time is actually quite important because that's when you can reflect on where you're at in your life and where you want to be. You know, that's where you invest in your own mental well-being as well. You know, if that's time to meditate, if that's time to do a hobby, if it's something as simple as going for a massage or a walk, um, even traveling is something that can grow you. Um, do something that gives you pure joy. Uh, because you 
are the one person in your whole life who will always be there. And therefore, doing activities that are loving to you is important to create that wealth in your life. The, the person at the end of the day that you need to be okay with is you. Yes. Yes. Because that's who is guaranteed to be there. <laughs> when all else is said and done, it's you and you and you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's great. Now, Janeline, we do talk about weight loss here because it does haunt so many of us. And, mm-hmm. you know, society has made it a thing. Like, you know, you can't just be happy in your body. You've got to be a certain weight or look a certain way. Have you ever battled your weight? And what was the trigger to lose it if you did or if you needed to gain it? What can you offer the listeners to reduce their stress around weight problems? Yes, definitely. I have battled my weight. Um, In my early 20s, I had thyroid cancer. And from that moment or around about the diagnosis of that, one of the things that, that was apparent was that I was gaining weight. I was eating the same things, but I was gaining weight. And so then I became a mother. And when you're a mother, you focus on taking care of everyone else. And especially with a baby. And I didn't even notice really the weight creeping up on me. And, you know, there was a time when I looked at myself and I went, oh, you know, and oh, I'm not the same girl I was when I was like 20 before the thyroid cancer. And I guess I spent a lot of time kind of secretly hating on my body or the way I looked. And so I just totally stopped paying attention to it. And over the years, say, um, maybe about 10 years ago, when, you know, when I had some win around it that I lost weight, there was still that voice that said, oh, it's not good enough. So then, you know, so then what would happen naturally is you might gain some of that again. Mm, yeah. And then, yeah. And then last year I went to Hawaii and I decided to wear a bikini. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, and that was in November of 2019. And I realized something while I was there in Waikiki Beach <laughs> that, um, my body is actually quite strong. And I got like this sense of so much gratitude for having that strong body. I mean, this body got me through childhood operations, cancer, and childbirth, and lots of other challenges in life. And so I made a pact with myself and decided that I'm going to fully love and accept my body, whatever size I am, at any given moment. So from that moment on, I began to feel, I guess, happier with myself. And as a result, dissolved the self-judgment that I had about my body. And then as we got closer to the end of 2019, I was like sick of feeling like not quite right physically as well. So At the beginning of this year, I decided to set an intention to make this year that I aligned the way I feel inside with the way I looked outside, because there was also an incongruence there that I kind of picked up while I was away. Um, Plus, with all the work that I do, like on myself and shifting energy and that kind of thing, this was one of the 
I guess, um, advantages of, of getting free from all of that, from all of that energy that I was holding down. So, you know, so what really allowed me to, or what triggered me to change my thinking around the weight is really um, the dissolution of the self-judgment and the loving and accepting my body fully as it is. So since January this year, up until now, I probably have lost like a total of like 11, 10 to 11 kilos. And that is fantastic. Yeah, thank you. And really what I did was I, you know, I kind of put myself on a healthy eating program. And then, you know, after that 30 days was done, I just did a like an 80-20 rule with my eating. And I'm just more mindful of the food that I put in my body and consciously choose what I eat. So that means I still eat chocolate and I still eat cake from time to time because that was another important thing about it. It's not to feel limited because I've been on all sorts of diets before. Totally. I think, you know, a lot of people deprive themselves and the whole word diet, I mean, it has the word die in it. It's, It's foreboding right from the outset, isn't it? And when we limit ourselves, we just, we want more. I used to run a gym and when I did intakes, I would ask the person, what's your favorite food? And so they said ice cream or chocolate. I said, okay, moving forward, you can never have the ice cream or the chocolate again. And then I'd go through the rest of their form and leave that conversation where it was. And 20 minutes later, I'd come back and say, what are you thinking about? And they'd go, I don't know, ice cream, chocolate. And I'd say, right. And that is why you must have it because your brain is wired to seek that. And when you deny your brain from that, everything else is a punishment. But you do have to have it within reason, with limits. That's right. And it also gives that thing, like that um, ice cream, extra enticement like <laughs> you're just more enticed to go for it you know that kind of thing that's it so, and, and I think you know if something goes wrong you'll eat it if something goes right you'll eat it if you need yes. to self-soothe you will gravitate to that rather than doing the work on yourself that's right that's right rather than being conscious and aware of why you're doing it and I guess it's another thing that's important is tying your result with your values right so you can establish you know your values in life and with the vision that you have in your life if there's a like a great link there between the two then actually you know um managing your weight or losing weight is actually just an action that that is part of all of that you know there's a bigger thing that you want to achieve Totally. And, and I talk to a lot of people and certainly over this podcast in the pilot, I outlined that weight loss or weight gain is only a symptom. It's not the actual problem. And in that, you know, it could be a disconnection with values or beliefs or systems or, or just a disconnection from self and the That's weight right. or gain or lose from that. It's not the actual cause of the issues that's right and even there's even a um a a school of thought or a theory that 
um, it's also linked to maybe some of your childhood woundings, you know, um, in terms of the way you eat or the way you hold down energy. Um, you know, there's different character structures that, that would hold down energy in different parts of the body. And so, you know, people who, who have been suppressed, for example, um, from, you know, expressing themselves as children might hold the energy down in, you know, down in their kind of where the solar plexus is, because they're always holding down their feelings. And therefore, you know, you might find that, oh, okay, you know, even though I'm dieting, you know, I've still got like a little bit of like weight around this section of my body. And so there's healing that needs to happen there, which is more an energetic thing. Totally. Just- and, and just on the solar plexus there, mm-hmm. uh, for the listeners, the solar plexus is an area where your liver and spleen are situated and the liver, especially being your major detox center of your body, it holds all the energy of fear, anger, resentment, quite strong and often negative emotions. And the energy that that then distributes to the rest of the body puts all the meridians out of balance. Yeah. Yep. And the energy that it actually also blocks. So the flow of energy through your body can be blocked by those trapped emotions in there. Exactly. That's absolutely fascinating, isn't it? I think we probably need to do another podcast just on energy. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is actually. So, but yeah, that's for me, you know, for me losing the weight and actually probably I lost most of that between January and March. We're now in June. I've basically, you know, I'm basically the same, right? I haven't really fluctuated. So, you know, for me, that's, that's one of the the areas is actually healing and allowing that energy to flow through my body. Totally. So let's just go back over the main tips here for people. Uh, We'll make Mm -hmm. this as as snackable as we can. So to accelerate (laughs) health, generally Uh because one of our coaches uses the word snackable a lot and we all giggle. So hello out there, Cham Tang. Uh, All right. So what can your expertise do to accelerate health? So as a transformational coach, you connect people with their potential and achieve the results they want in life. So for more of that, listen for Jenaline's contact details in a moment. And the top three tips to create wealth are get to know yourself and who you are, educate yourself and invest in your self-care and me time. That is so true. Yeah, it sounds so simple, but actually it is simple. But it's the simple things that we often run from because they just seem too easy. Yes, that's right. That's right. Now, Janeline, people can find you where? So I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram under Janeline S. So that's G-E-N-A-A-L-E-E-N. S for Sam. Um, can also reach me on email, which is Janeline Sanchez at gmail.com. So it's G E N A L E N S A N C H E Z at gmail.com. And you have a yeah. great freebie for our listeners. Yes. So 
Um, I'm offering a free vision and values discovery session. So just allowing you to get clear on what your vision is in life and what your values are, and perhaps uh, getting a link between the two. That is so good. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, Jenaline and I were on a course all day yesterday, giggling through the whole thing. And, yes. you know, you're such a magnetic personality. I really appreciate your time today for our listeners. Thank you so much, Magic. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to be on your podcast. And, you know, anytime, just call out. I think I will have you back to talk about energy. So thank you again, okay. Jenaline Sanchez, transformational coach and my friend. Thank you. And thank you to all your listeners. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.